Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fresh from the Field. I'm your host, Ken Nelson. And on today's episode, I have Elizabeth Weir, who is the Deputy Emergency Management Coordinator with MDARD, and also Brad Deacon, who is the Emergency Management Coordinator with MDARD. And today, we're going to be talking about emergency preparedness. Glad to have you guys back on the podcast. How are you all doing? Great. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us to come back. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Last time, you, it's been a while since you guys been on, but it was a great episode. We talked a lot about um, how, you know, people listening, how you can prepare in an emergency, you know, best practices. They gave a lot of tips on how, how you all can prepare. And it's been, that's been almost, goodness, I want to say two years plus since you guys been on. And so there's been a lot happening. Obviously, for those of you listening, you know, we are, and it's still in the pandemic and um, and there's just a lot going on with the weather and everything. So we're going to address, you know, what you can do to, to best prepare, keep your family safe and prepare and also your pets as well. We didn't discuss pets before. We're going to throw pets in, pet preparedness in here as well. So let's get started. So, um, Elizabeth, I'll start with you. What, what are some things that I guess this is refresh the, the audience here on personal preparedness? What are some things that you look out for um, during emergency? Yeah, so um, if we're talking about personal preparedness, the the first thing that you want to do is make a plan. Um, So a lot of that is really just putting that plan together with your family, discussing emergencies that could happen with your family ahead of time and and making a plan for how that'll go. And sometimes that's um, actually walking through those plans as well. So what's your plan if you need to, sh- to shelter in place for a few days, if there's a weather emergency or a power outage. Um, what do I do if I need to evacuate? What do I need with me if I'm going to evacuate? Uh, and it, and we'll get into that later, but that includes your pets. You know, your pets are an important part of your family. So thinking about everybody in your family and what you need to think about um, if you need to respond to that emergency um, and thinking about all the different needs. So, you know, you've got your members of your household are different ages. You might have responsibilities for taking care of maybe aging loved ones. Um, people have different dietary needs, uh, you know, access needs, different languages, things like that. So we want to be thinking of all of those things when you're um, working through your emergency plan. Um, and then actually filling it out and getting the stuff that you need to um, to be prepared in an emergency. And I, we can talk a little bit more about that um, as we go on. I think there's more to say. There's there's tons to talk about with this topic. Yeah, Brad, you can just jump in and kind of add to that. Like, what are some things with personal preparedness from your perspective? Thanks, Ken. Yeah, September is preparedness month, but really preparedness needs to happen all year round. And, and a lot has happened in state of Michigan and in the country since uh, since we last uh, talked on, uh, on Fresh from the Field. The, when, if you think about uh, the flooding in Midlands uh, in 2020, let alone all things pandemic, but um, the some of the other incidents that have, that have happened uh, relatively recently in Flat Rock, uh, where people may on short notice have to leave their homes. Uh, and, and that is, and something that people don't want to think about, you know, also don't want to think about you know, fires and, and other things that can that can happen in homes. But uh, as we talk about preparedness and community preparedness and resilience, uh, thinking ahead about where is the stuff, if I only had a few minutes to grab things, where is it? Um, have, being sure that you know 
uh, your where your important papers are. Uh, but as as we we focus a little bit on on pets, it's it's thinking ahead and and thinking whether if if I had to shelter in place, stay in my house um, uh, for any reason, or as we saw, I guess with some challenges over the last year and a half with the supply chain, uh, uh, I sh probably shouldn't assume that there will be shelves uh, full of cat food every time I go to the grocery store. We we hope to get back to that where that's uh, abundance and plentiful, um, but I've noticed just in, in my personal experience that uh, uh, for uh, the, the cat who lives here with, uh, with me at my house, uh, that uh, there have been a few times when I've been in, in the store and there isn't as much there anywhere near as much as there is there used to be. We don't want to be hoarding, um, but we do want to be prepared and, and have uh, more than a day or two if, if you are able to um, work that into your budget to build that over time or, and particularly as we talk about uh, preparedness that, uh, and, and having to leave, uh, whether your home that you, that you have thought about, how am I going to get the cat into the car? <laughs> um, um, and it really, it really depends a lot on your cat. So yeah, let's talk about, about I guess, pre preparation because shame on me the last time did the podcast afterwards i said wow this is great information i have to prepare better then you know pandemic hit was i prepared no i wasn't am i prepared even now no not as not like i should be so why so first of all i guess i personally it, it, gets, it can be overwhelming you know it's like what do i need like how much of it do i need um, what's the priority? So, so, you know, let's talk about that. Like what would be the priority items and things that, uh, for people that can get overwhelmed and say, I, I can't hoard. So what do I get first? Right. So, um, there is a really great resource out there for, um, for people getting prepared or just starting this process. And it's called do one thing.org. And, um, like Brad was saying, it might not be, um, financially possible to, to get all of the things that you need to get all at once. So do one thing.org gives you a different task every month on how to get prepared. It gives you small steps that, that help you be more prepared over time. And, you know, as we talk about basic emergency supplies, we talked about water, you know, having at least one gallon uh, of water per person per day, that's a good place to start. Um, and I try to keep that, you know, rolling over in my house to make sure that I'm ready for a power outage. And, you know, a three-day supply of non-perishable food that that's an, you know, should be an easy place to start. Um, but then you get into other things like battery powered radios, like a weather radio from, um, from NOAA or um, flashlights, first aid kits, extra batteries, things like that. And, and we'll provide a resource for, for you in the show notes so people can um, start to think about these supplies. But um, I would just advise you not try not to get overwhelmed with it. Check out that do one thing.org. If you can start doing small steps to start getting better prepared, you're going to be better off than if you um, that if you don't take any of those steps at all. So just start taking those small steps and that's positive. Brad, is there anything you want to add to that? Absolutely. Do one thing is a great system built uh, by the Federal Emergency Management uh, Association to to really make this into a much more practical, doable something that you get a reminder of, oh, this month, and you maybe can add it to your shopping list. Uh, the other thing is, is, a, is a little bit longer term, is, is recognizing and helping others, uh, helping with, within your family, your community, 
Um, a, a, a pet carrier may not be what everyone asks for for Christmas, um, or a, uh, a hand, uh, handheld radio that you can actually crank um, to power up. Uh, they, but uh, for your birthday, but those kind of things um, do actually make very good gifts and are, are ways that, uh, that we can help help each other uh, because it, uh, and it can be practical as well. I mean, you may not, uh, not ever need to evacuate uh, and take your pet in a pet carrier, but you probably do need to take your pet to the veterinarian and you may need to take your pet on a trip um, and you'll be glad you have a carrier uh, when uh, rather than letting them tear apart your backseat. No, that's great. As, as you guys are speaking, I signed up for do one thing. So I'll definitely add that into the show notes um, for the for the listeners. So so let's talk about this, I guess, MDARG's role in emergency preparedness, um, I guess, in the public, too, and, and within MDART. Sure, I'll start off on that. The, the Michigan Emergency Management Act lays out what the expectations for state and local agencies uh, on planning, preparedness, response, and recovery. Uh, the there's a lot uh, in that act, and all the state agencies work very closely together. And with Michigan Emergency Management, Michigan State Police, Emergency Management, Homeland Security Division, to uh, to do state preparedness and have plans in place. Uh, for us, the in the Department of Agriculture and Rural Development, we do have, I think, a responsibility to be an advocate uh, about safety and preparedness to the general public. Uh, as well as our stakeholders uh, from, uh, from, from, as well as our stakeholders, whether they're on farm all the way through to consumers. So, so this is an this is a great opportunity for us to reach out and talk about preparedness. We don't have any regulatory program that's that uh, or licensed program that says people have to. Uh, have be prepared uh, for evacuating with their pet. There's no legal requirement, but it is. We know that people from years of experience in emergency management, people, some people won't leave even if they're in danger themselves, uh, if they can't take their pets with them or they can't be sure that their pets will be taken care of. And so that really is part of preparing the whole community. I'll just add on to that too, as we just talk a little bit more about that pet preparedness and. Um, Having this, having thought through these things, you are more likely to evacuate um, with your pet. You're going to be safer in the long run. You're protecting first responders who, who would um, potentially have to come and rescue you and your pet uh, if you choose not to, you know, take these preparedness steps and evacuate when you're advised you need to evacuate due to an emergency. So it's it's really important that we we advocate for this and that we we help each other out as a community, like Brad said. Um, and part of it, you know, having a buddy system too with your um, your fellow pet owners, if you can have a backup plan for how to care for your pet, and it might be, you know, getting your pet out of harm's way before the emergency hits and having your, um, your friends or family care for them and you evacuate yourself, that's an option too. Um, and then there's another another resources um, www.bringfido.com um, for pet friendly hotels because some people would be more comfortable in a hotel than a shelter and uh, that's that's another option for people to to think ahead and look for a hotel that'll that'll allow you to bring Fido or Loretta in my case. No, this is great information. So um, 
Oh, this has been great. So, so the two websites definitely, so uh, it's do one thing and that's number one. So do one thing.com and bring Fido.com. Um, is there anything else that you, you guys want to add uh, for the listeners? Yeah, I'd like to, a third website is the American Veterinary Medical Association has, uh, has had a lot of great resources about specific to, uh, to preparing for the whole family, including uh, pets and, and animals, and, and has a, a little more lists and specifics about uh, considerations that can be worked into your do one thing and building this kit and building this uh, resiliency uh, over time. And if it's not too much, there's another one that's also good, ready.gov slash pets. That was, there's another really good list of, of things you can do to, to prepare. So number one, make a plan. Number two, build an emergency kit. And number three, stay informed. Oh, this is great. Thank you both for coming on. Um, it's been another great, great um, episode. I will have all those uh, websites in the show notes. And yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I am. I will be prepared this time. I'm going to <laughs> do one thing. You know, I'm going to start with one thing because no, it's 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 serious though. I think a lot of us can get overwhelmed by it, and then when something happens, then you're scrambling. And and just like we saw, you know, last year, you know, with, like you say, with the supply chain with empty shelves and people hoarding, and it's just it it, it can be a scary thing. And so, and we never know what can happen and when it can happen. And so, um, definitely. Thank you guys for coming on. Those of you listening, you know, click the links, look at the resources and prepare. And uh, we'll see you next week.